And this is a new one, Reese. I say 69. Three, two, one. Nice. nice. <laughs> oh, come on, Reese. <laughs> you had to get on that. That was. Uh... <laughs> That's a good one. We should do that. <laughs> we should. <laughs> Every episode. Hell yeah. I was going to say dude, but never mind. <laughs> dude. <laughs> All right. Dude, dude, dude. Is this the intro? Do do do. I think we're delusional at the start of the episode. Yeah, I think that might be the intro. Do 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 do. To which episode number, Sandro? It's nineteen. Yeah. Welcome to Nerd Out Consumed, episode number 19. It's the show where usually we ask a question, but this week we've got so much stuff to talk about. We're throwing that question in the bin for a week, not permanently. It's not going out with the rubbish or anything. It's just staying there Mm -hmm. in its place. We'll bring it back out next week, because this week it's the grand return of the original series Star Trek movies. We're talking Star Trek 4, 5, and 6 and the three voices talking about those movies are myself, Sandro Felcher, my good friend, Reese Parton. Hello. We host the show, but we've also got a guest from my other show, Oldie Buddy Goody, Zach Adams. Hello! I have a Jeez, what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome for that. <laughs> I wanted to make a good impression, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that was good. It brought up the energy, honestly. That was good. <laughs> yeah. it, it did. Had, that's it all did, of it. Did. I used all of it instantly. <laughs> <laughs> now you're like, all right, let's talk about Star Trek then. Yeah, let's talk about some Star Trek, guys. Oh. Yeah. Here we go. <sighs> I mean, there's a voyage and they go home. I mean, uh. <laughs> they, they go where several other species have gone before. <laughs> yes. And yeah. And then come back. But not man, apparently. Well, jumping right into it. Yeah. In the first film we're going to talk about, they go where many other people have gone before because they go back in time. And then in the uh, in the second one we're going to talk about, they supposedly go where no man has gone before, except one man has gone there before, and that's the entire point of the movie. Yes. Well, it's not. Uh, is it a man? Is it a thing? Well, we'll find out. Is it God? We don't know. And then in the sixth one, they don't really go anywhere. Um, they just—it's true. They actually get stuck in one spot for quite a bit of it. Exactly. It turns into Voyager all of a sudden, and they just—they're just stuck. <laughs> They're stuck out there. But it's good. <laughs> no, Voyage is the best one, is it? I don't know. That's what I used to think, but <laughs> I don't think I think that anymore. What? Whoa. <laughs> Opinions. Throw them out there. Uh, Janeway is the best captain, but... Whoa. Um, uh... um, who else was on that show? <laughs> I actually cannot remember. Oh, there's the Doctor. He's cool. Oh, yeah, Robert yeah. Picardo. He's awesome. All, yeah. all Doctors are great in every Star Trek. That I'll yes. say. And in real life. Thank you, health services. Yeah, Good on you. Definitely. Good on you. Good on you. Um, if you haven't yet, we talked about the first two in episode uh, uh, 
five maybe <laughs> i don't know the number that's your best guess <laughs> i think it was five if you'd listened to them all it was 10 weeks ago basically wow it was yeah. just un- over 10 weeks ago it's probably episode six or seven mm-hmm. uh, i could look it up and i am and it is episode seven nice ah there you go and then the episode from no, no, the... No, no, don't. Just edit that out and just say, listen to all of them and you'll eventually find the one. <laughs> you can do that. Yeah. If you want. Can we keep him? He's better at marketing than we are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about marketing. That's the only thing I do. And to pay the favour back, corresponding to that episode of this show, you two did an episode, well, I guess it on there as well, mm. where we talked about the third film, which was The Search for Spark. Search for Spark. Spark. That is episode 74 of Oldie Buddy Goody. Yes. Uh-huh. That was quite fun. It was good. That was a good one. That was a fun episode. I rate that episode a goodie. Oh, good. <laughs> I think the search for Spark is where Shatner really started to speak in that stereotypical Shatner way. Spark. Oh, definitely. Spark. That's when he always started Spark. referring to Spark as Spark. 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 Yeah. yeah, every time he said it, I I just heard what we were what we said in that episode, and mm-hmm. as we have discovered here, one cannot hear that without also saying Spock. Spock. It's true. Yeah. And absolutely. so this film, The Voyage Home, is actually a direct tie-in because there's a trilogy that starts with the second film in this series of films, which is yeah. slightly confusing in a way. Yeah, because the first one is just a pilot. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Well, it literally was going to be like. A new season, phase two of the TV show. Yeah. But I was just thinking maybe we should do a bit of a catch-up, catch people up where they were in this trilogy. So the previous film, which was The Search for Spark... Do we, do we want to mm. say spoilers? Spoilers for... Oh, yeah, spoilers for all of these. Oh, yeah. One, two, three, four, five, four, five and six. six. I'll also spoil <laughs> seven. Uh, you'll spoil seven? Okay. Uh, in three, two, one, Kirk dies. Uh, oh. And then... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> about goddamn time. Am I right, boys? <laughs> oh whoa, whoa, yeah. Whoa, whoa. Does he does he die alone? He falls off a bridge. <laughs> hey, well, if there's no one at the bottom, then I guess he's right. That's just a troll. Nice. <laughs> yeah, but he, his name is alone. So <laughs> yes. He will nice. Die yes. with alone. Uh, okay, so, yeah, let's quickly r- recap. Um, mm. There was a torpedo. <laughs> yes, on or was the it planet a Genesis? Genesis chamber? Or was it a. <laughs> no, whoa, 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 whoa. That's, isn't that the second movie? Aren't we going to do the first movie? Isn't the first movie like uh, j- satellite becomes sentient and also God, maybe? <laughs> yep. And then we spend multiple 15 minute segments of boarding a ship with another ship. Yes. I did like some of those segments. They were good. Although the music they were was long. great. They were very And the long. music was good. The music was excellent. Uh the second one is The Wrath of Khan. Uh, the Wrath of Khan. Wrath of Khan. Yes. Yep. Which something Wait. like that. Did Shatner just arrive in Australia? Specifically, mm. Zach's bedroom. Yes. Oh, he's in there <laughs> more than just tonight, I can tell you. <laughs> Shout out to Shatner. Mwah. Nice. <laughs> Dude. Uh, <laughs> Dude. Yeah, Wrath of Khan is, um, 
yeah, he wants revenge for that episode of the original series. <laughs> Does he now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. He wants to exercise his wrath. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's great. Yeah. Uh, he gets some icky, icky bug boys and shoves them in some heads. It's a good time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was pretty fun. And then terraforms a planet mm-hmm. and Spock dies. Yes. Ah! And then he's put in a photon torpedo tube. Or was it a coffin. stasis chamber? Or was a it a coffin? Cough. It was a torpedo. Let's move on. <laughs> and gets shot at the planet of Genesis, which is the one that was terraformed. And then he comes back to life. And they also mm. fight Christopher Lloyd, who was a Klingon. He was excellent. It's so weird that the planet called Genesis revived him. No one could have seen that coming. No. And then uh, he's alive again. That's nice. Although I will say, throughout these movies, I was thinking... The more Spock's alive, the more it takes away from his death, <laughs> which is a kind of unfortunate. Like, I like him being there. Absolutely. I like it. It's great. It's yeah. just a bit of an unfortunate side effect of his existence. Yeah. And that's completely meta to Leonard Nimoy's not life because he was wanting to distance himself from Spock and then he decides to direct the next film. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> He did a great job with it, though. Yeah. He did do a good job. And he did a good job with the other one he directed as well, which we're going to talk about right now. Yes. Whoa. I'm going to put a timer on for half an hour, because that's how we do things. Boom. Today. (laughs) Uh, We're talking about Star Trek IV. I love IVs. This is Star Trek IV. It's Mm -hmm. called The Voyage Home. The Voyage Home. Hey, this movie, I'm going to throw it out out on a limb and say it's, it's pretty fun. It is. Yeah. I like this movie. This is one of my faves, definitely. Me too. I like the plot, and I like a climax that involves staring at a whale humming. That's, <laughs> whale that's, humming. Yep. A giant space battery that we never learn what the deal about it is. Yeah. But I'm cool with we that. Never, we never learn. <laughs> with a brain floating outside it. Yeah. Like a blue brain. A battery brain. <laughs> yeah, I really just wanted one cut where it zooms in and it's just a space whale. It can be green or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But uh, we didn't get that, but that's okay. Hmm. I still feel like this was a great film. Yeah. Yeah, so it's directed by Leonard Nimoy, stars everyone, cost $21 million, made $133 million, Dang. And it's considered to be pretty damn good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, this is one of my favourite ones. I don't know if I'd say it's better than Ratha Khan, but I'd say, you know, it's up there with those mm. good ones. Mm. I agree. I'll be honest, uh, I haven't seen... I hadn't seen these since I was pretty young. Mm, same. And this one was kind of forgettable to me because it didn't have the same sort of action as what? number six yeah. or first contact, and I just didn't appreciate it very much. What? Watching it now, I love the characters, and I think it's very charming. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go even higher anymore. It's okay. Okay. What? I was, I was about to explode, I think. Thank yeah. God. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess it's not very action-heavy. That's, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. But I, I definitely love the plot. Oh god, yeah. Can I, can I, can I mention the plot? Yeah, yeah. Let's go through the plot. Well, yeah. not the whole plot. We'll just. Well, I mean, no, the yeah, entirety. Just... I want scene for scene, frame mm-hmm. for oh, no. frame mm-hmm. reaction. We'll get 159 oh, no. minutes within this 30 minute <laughs> yes, segment we've got. Absolutely. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no. I'm not even editing, and I feel scared. <laughs> <laughs> I could condense this movie into about three seconds. That's that's the entire movie. Mm-hmm. That's the movie, and then they've got to go back to the eighties, the present, the past 
to save some whales. They're gonna go back to the whale. Kirk falls in love with someone we never see ever again, and <laughs> she was a little bit weird. <laughs> Oh, I've got no humans that I know here. I'll just come to the future. <laughs> yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd be down. Someone offered me the chance to jump just a quadrillion years into the future. I'd be like, yeah, sure. Why not? Mm, yeah. yeah. I mean, she made a very fair point. Because they're extinct in the 23rd century, you need someone who knows about them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's, it is a good point. Because the only thing they would know is like, they would have people who were experts on ancient mammals or whatever, yeah. you know, extinct mammals, but they wouldn't know how to actually deal with them. Mm. So it's a fair point. And care for them. Yeah. So, yeah, let's quickly talk, talk about her character. because, Oh, yeah. I've got some fun facts for you. Some fun Ooh. facts about Dr. Gillian Taylor, Ooh. who is played by Catherine Hicks. The reason why she was cast was because I think she had a lunch with... Shatner and Nimoy was there <laughs> and they got along so well that Nimoy was like I'm gonna cast you in my movie and so that's why she's in it originally though it was written for Eddie Murphy this was meant to be Eddie Murphy what oh <laughs> this role was meant to go to Eddie Murphy as an astrophysicist please tell me that Shatner made out with him too oh absolutely heck yeah <laughs> um yeah so it's an interesting one because the the most well I would say the most memorable moments are the comedy moments. Absolutely. But the first half hour is just very dry, very standard Star Trek. Yeah. Until you go back in time, really. And I love that, but it does take half an hour to really kick off. Uh, yeah. There is the, like, the friggin' space battery, as you called it. <laughs> yeah. It's like a concrete tube or whatever, and that's causing yeah. some havoc. And I'm like, oh, what's happening? It did immediately put Earth in peril. Like, Earth is about to freaking cut yeah. it or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that was quick. Yeah, and I think they were listening into uh, Klingon frequencies and it mm. managed to even reach Klingons, which are pretty far away, but yeah. it was causing trouble with them too. Yeah, it was causing a lot of havoc. It really was. Yeah, for a tube flying through space. Yeah, I have a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah. And to be fair, I'm glad that... Some of them aren't answered. That's always yeah. the thing with Star Trek. It doesn't need to answer all the yeah. questions. It yeah. leaves a bit of mystery into the imagination. But, uh, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. Is going on. Uh, because this space tube speaks whale, is what they discovered. This is that it mm-hmm. speaks whale, but all the whales are fucking dead because we killed them. Yep. Can I swear? Is swearing allowed? It's whatever. We, I don't care. Yeah probably bleep it out no nope. i nah, don't <laughs> um they're all carked it all the whales are dead and uh this thing speaks whales so the plot of the movie gotta go back in time to get some whales i mean mm-hmm. okay gotta call superman in to fly around the planet several times no yeah yeah, yeah that that'll do or or the sun mm-hmm. that's not even a power that he had in the comic <laughs> <I mean>. yep <laughs> <laughs> but it's the power he has now, Sandro. Ugh, that movie ruins Superman, I will say it now. That movie actually ruins Superman. I wow. love Christopher, but man, that, that movie ruined him. <laughs> that film. God. But yes, Space, the whales. Yes. And the problem I have mm-hmm. is why does Space Whale Machine destroy everything? Because surely they can tell that there's other vessels, even if there's no whales... They know what they that the way the the machine is surely doing knows act 
it's actively doing stuff to other things. Mm. Yeah. Or affecting them, even if it, it's also ripping up the oceans when it gets here. Yeah, it's almost terraforming the planet in a weird way. I guess it's trying to find whales, but I'm like, yeah. What are, what are, what are these space whales doing? What what the heck's going on? My theory, and it's uh, f- feel free to shoot it down if you want. Yeah. Okay, I'll just cock my gun. There. <laughs> We're in Australia. There are no guns. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hunting rifle. there you go you got it shatner smuggled one in for me (laughs) good uh there is no possible explanation for why it's going around destroying planets that don't have whales in it which leads me to believe it's a time paradox and that these are the whales dr gillian taylor's she made the 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 space battery to to destroy the world to to save the whales, she can. She basically oh. created a time paradox. Okay, so that the whales would exist. So there will always be some whales in the future. There will always be some okay. whales around, because there is no explanation. Because yeah, it doesn't make sense. Why would a giant space battery be well, floating from planet to planet, destroying them if they don't have whales? <laughs> well, it's not. It's not floating from planet to planet. It's going straight to Earth to find out yeah. what the heck happened to the whales. We do know that at least. It did go straight to Earth. I just got the impression it travels for a long time, and the last time it was here, whales could have been one of the most dominant creatures of the oceans of the planet. Mm, mm. That's true. And there was more water at the time, so mm. yeah, maybe it communicated with them at the time, left, and now that it's gotten back... We've come along. Mm. Mm. That's good. I like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What my theory is here is space whale theory. Mm. My theory is that space whales colonizing planets, they're doing their thing. They're going Mm -hmm. around being space whales and they set up a colony (laughs) on Earth of space whales mm. these these whales are, are like uh hippie whales they're all Ooh. they're they're farmer they're hill hillbillies is what i'm trying to say and so they're not very big on the technology they just want to set up some some whale farms some seaweed farms or whatever and then continue on with their with their whale lives as just regular whales but then humans evolve and we're like, haha, we're going to stab some things, because that's what humans do. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then, of course, all the whales die out. And then the the space whales like lose com- communication with their colonists, but they're, they're light years away. They're, they're quadrillions of light years away. So mm. once, once they lose communication, which takes a while, because they're getting communications mm. through millions of light years, once they finally lose that, they send a vessel... Be this being the vessel to go investigate what happens, and then we have what happens in this movie. Nice, yeah. It's a strong theory, and I thought kind of the same. I thought they'd just be a, an evolved version of aliens. I mean, sorry, of whales that turn into almost mm. larger scale alien creatures. But it didn't go that way. But I was kind of thinking a little bit like that. But you went much more in depth, and I like that. Mm. That's my in-depth theory. Yeah, but what they did decide to spend time on. Was a lot of great character stuff mm. and a lot of great comedy. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's there's some there's some funny stuff in this movie. I think my favorite character in this has got to be Chekhov. Just everything he does, <laughs> yes. I'm just so on board for. Yeah, it's, it's so it's good. It's funny. Yeah. It's really good. It's almost like a. There's definitely a better example, but kind of like a 
Borat sort of thing with him <laughs> running around the city just talking to That's civilians nice. and people, mm. and you're like, yeah. is this scripted? I don't know, because it just feels so mm. silly uh, yet earnest. It's great. They're looking for the nuclear vessels. Officer, <laughs> we are looking for the nuclear vessels. <laughs> Can you tell us where the nuclear vessels are? It's excellent. That's great. It's really that, good. That's good. Yeah. And then we've got Spock observing Kirk starting to use some colourful language. <laughs> like, double dumbass on you. <laughs> A double dumbass on you. Which <laughs> is great. Uh, the yes. thing is, though, I think that is something that Shatner would say in his everyday life as well. Oh, yeah. That's something Absolutely. that he totally would think is an actual insult. I mean, just follow him on Twitter and he says that all the time. Yeah. Admiral, I've noticed you've been using different language uh, <laughs> since we've come on Earth, such as uh, double dumbass on you and so forth. Um, <laughs> it's my uh, quote from Spock I've got. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, yeah. It's good. I like the, um, just before they go out, into society, they they say, you know what? I don't think anyone here would ever have seen any extraterrestrial life before. And they all turn to Spock, who just rips a bit of his clothes <laughs> off and ties it around his ears. Yep. Yeah. Done. Fixed. Yeah. He's a he's a very good terror to get such a smooth <laughs> and even piece of cloth to I know. wrap around him. It's yeah. So good. I, I choose to believe that it it's just like because it's a robe. It just has a thing that you can tie around it. Mm. It was attached to a loop or something, and he just hadn't used it, so he just ripped the loop and pulled it out. Oh, it's just the longer bit of it. Yeah, that, that's always kind of dangling around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes if you're not careful, it gets pulled undone, mm. and then you're exposed, and it's all very embarrassing. Mm. No, there's a second robe underneath. <laughs> Don't worry. Ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, see, there's robes all the way down. Um, they they do try their hardest to make it seem like this is a new Spock as well because he's not calling Kirk Jim. He's saying Captain, and mm. well, he's he hasn't quite regained Spock. He's just trying to remember how to be Spock, you know. Exactly, exactly. And they do, uh, yeah. They don't completely forget it in all three movies. They keep that canon, which I liked, and they keep the canon that the son died. Yeah, he starts calling him Jim in the next one. Mm. Yeah, when they're off duty. Because <laughs> you have to be off duty for me to be able to call you Jim, which I quite <laughs> yeah. like. Absolutely. But yeah, they they keep the canon through, throughout all five movies. There's nothing from the first one that really carries over into any of these, but yeah. Thank God. <laughs> which is quite good. Like, I'm pretty sure Kirk's son gets mentioned in all three of these films as well. So yeah. 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 He has a picture in the sixth one on his yep. desk. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. he talks to when he incriminates himself. It's a good time. <laughs> yes, exactly. Mm. Yeah. Another big point of this movie is that there is no Enterprise. There is, in fact, a uh, bird of prey, a Klingon. Oh, that's right. Yes, from the end of the last film. Yeah, which is the yeah. main ship that they, that they use. Yeah, mm. I love birds of prey. They're classic Star Trek. Yeah. I prefer that design to the like the capital ships, I guess you'd call them. Of the Klingons. Yeah. Yeah. Like the one with that kind of... It's it's the bigger one, basically, and the grey one. Yeah, it's got the bulb at the end. The big old mm. chin. It's like... Brrr. Yeah, I don't really like that one as much. It doesn't look as ergonomic, in a way, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, it's not meant to be. It's meant to be a big, like... Imposing. Well, I, yeah, it's meant to be imposing. And also, that was... 
Uh, I hate to get all nerdy on you. No, no, go for it. But that was the ambassador's ship. It's true, yes. So it technically wasn't built entirely for combat, although Mm -hmm. all Klingon vessels are built for combat, obviously. Mm -hmm. It's more meant to be imposing to make impressions on other species. (laughs) As I adjust my glasses. Yes. How about that? How about that? I'd love to get into specifications of ships, but I don't know them. I'm not that nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> but you know there's someone out there that is like, that's the D-Class F7, and it's specifically yes. built for this purpose, which is why it has this ball. And you're like, cool. And I welcome that, because I've got that knowledge about Star Wars or Doctor Who. I just haven't had the time in my life to get it for Star Trek, so educate me. Yeah. Sorry, what are, What were those? Star Wars? Doctor Who? What are, what are those things? <laughs> those are wonderful pieces of entertainment, Zach. Oh, oh, okay, <laughs> yes. I think I've encountered those before. They're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, uh, yeah, if you enjoyed uh, The Final Frontier, I think you'd love Star Wars, because it's basically just it's basically Star, just a Star Wars. Wars movie. With, with a Star Trek thing at the end, um, Star Wars, Star Wars. Is that the one with Harry Potter in it? I just left a bit of silence there so I could um put in the sound of a slamming door. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a cantina scene in it, and I was like, "Come on!" So <laughs> it wasn't good. <laughs> um, but Voyage Home. What else mm. is good about this movie? I just, I just really like. Yeah, just the character stuff mm. I think is mm. really good. Spock hops in and talks with whales. Yeah, he was he was in pretty good shape, by the way. Yeah, mm. good on you. Yeah, yeah. How old was he at this point? Um, I'm not sure. Because mm. I know uh, Shatner would have been late fifties mm. during these films. Do you know he's nearly ninety now? Yeah, mm. yeah. I've written down some notes. I'll just quickly go th- mm. through them. Because uh, this is the only one I took notes for, so I might as well talk about them. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Shatner's older than Nimoy? Wow. Never mind. Yeah. Go. go ahead. So, there's a TV in the Whale Museum that just shows whaling. Yes. Out of nowhere. And I was like, wow, yeah. that is some dead whales that they just showed uh, us. Yeah. I was not prepared for that. They do that at the uh, Melbourne Zoo as well. There's... um some stuff to make you feel bad for all the animals and and donate to their charities no 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 absolutely absolutely no but i mean in this movie randomly they just show some whale gore and i'm like surely there there would be a warning or they wouldn't have that nowadays in movies or whatever just randomly strewn about Mm -hmm. i don't like you know what I mean? It was very sudden, and it was just there, and it was very brutal. Yeah. Yes. So I was like, oh, that's weird. Like, seeing as they barely show blood in most <laughs> fight true. scenes and stuff, <laughs> until we get to number six. What are you talking about? It was floating in the air in number full six. Of, full of blood. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. very, very gory. Yeah. With paint. I mean, blood. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's that's unusual. It is. In that fact. Yes. Um, yeah. Like, usually they're not very brutal, which is why this sudden brutal TV is very... I was like, oh, that's very brutal for Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. And I wrote down Kirk turns on the charm. <laughs> he does. Because he, he seduces the doctor lady. Also because they don't have any money because they don't use money in the future, so he has to be charming, otherwise he won't yes. get anything. <laughs> yeah, which yeah. is great. <laughs> I liked how... So they travel back in time and... Two of the things they mess with are 
they sell an old pair of glasses, mm. an old pair of um, yeah, reading glasses, reading glasses, yeah. which I think is from the second movie or something. It was, yeah, they were broken. Yeah, after David died, because I remember he was sitting there looking at them. Yep. And thinking that like, this represents the loss of my son in a way. I thought that was actually a really mm. good scene. So it's a nice little reference. Yep. He's, he's, he sold them, which means he will get them back again yeah, in the future. Yeah, that's what he said. I haven't even got them yet, but I'll get them back again. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. But also that means that those glasses are perpetually getting older and older. But they're getting repaired, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But here's, here's what I'm saying. The metal itself over time over thousands of years is just going to erode because it's going to be continuously sent back in time this is true you know what i mean yeah they've done that before with like data's head it's oh yeah it's just be continuously uh, this is this is another movie or is, that we this, haven't even covered or is this just a simple time loop that happens once because now that they've done it they've got whales in the no never mind <laughs> yeah, you see? No, 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 no. Because yeah. then mm. they would have to go back and fix up the whales again. Mm-hmm. So unless those glasses then get destroyed and the new ones are made, and it's a different pair. If it's a different pair, it doesn't matter. Potentially, yeah. yeah. And plexi steel or whatever it is. Plexiglass. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. they go back and introduce it to the potential inventor of it? Question mark? Well, who's to say he didn't invent it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because that is a thing now as well, which is, is funny yeah. as well. Like, it's since become a proper thing. Yeah. So, yes. uh, yeah, they did. That works. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with Scotty just going around telling people things. Yeah, but that's just a concept, though. And so, obviously, yeah. a concept can be thrown around, like, through... Like, who invented actual plexi-steel? We'll never know, because now mm. the inventor is this guy who they gave it to. Mm. So, yeah, and forever after... This guy is going to be in the inventor, so yeah. Hmm. Um, what else is good about this movie? Just a lot of things. I just like the fact that um, uh, Spock went to Berkeley University and de- did a little bit too much LDS. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Which is like, LDS? Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, there's nothing like there's nothing about this movie. It's very similar to Wrath of Khan in that like I don't really have any like negative notes about it. No? Maybe the intro is too long, but I don't not really. It's fine. Oh, something I love is McCoy in a 21st century hospital. Mm. What are these savages? This is ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> that is good, and it's it's unintentionally very relevant. Because when they barge into the operation room, one of the doctors says, Who are you? Why aren't you masked? Ah, yeah, you're there right. There you go. <laughs> and then, uh, Admiral, there'd be whales here, <laughs> yeah. is the final thing mm-hmm. I I wrote down, uh, which is a quote from good old Scotty. Oh, good yeah. old Scotty in the engine room when he teleports mm-hmm. whales onto the ship. Exactly, yeah. Which the whales are very chill. Yeah. Most of the whales in this actually weren't real either. They were uh, yeah. animatronics by ILM. Yeah. Oh, they great. were animatronics. I was wondering how they made such real-looking whales. Mm. Mostly the the ones in the water that we see. Yeah. Yes. The ones uh, that they swim with. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Animatronics. Because I know the tails. The tails were just not quite whale-like. Yeah. Which I thought mm. was very funny. Yeah, that's true. The tails... That they looked like whales, but when they slapped down, they just went, eh. They just went, <laughs> yeah. They didn't yeah. do a big, 
whap, which whales yeah. do. Whales do this big yeah. whap in the water to get moving. Whereas these whales went, eh, bloop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, until they roll the, the B-roll <laughs> of whales at the end, yeah. which is great. Yeah. Something I loved was, it's just something about the relationship between the three main characters. Well, arguably main characters. I think they're all pretty main characters. But basically, Bones, Spock, no, Spark. Spark. And uh, Kirk, where um, Bones is trying to be affectionate towards Spark. And he walks up to him and he says, so do you want to tell me kind of what it's like to die and be resurrected? And Spock basically just says, no, you'd have to go through it for me to be able to talk to you about it. (laughs) Yes. And then he just gets angry. Yes. And he's like, what? I'd have to die to talk to you about the afterlife? (laughs) (laughs) It's great. It is good. And something I'm just noticing now, because when we review stuff, I like to just kind of scroll through it a little bit just to keep myself Mm. caught up. I've noticed some of the characters changed by the sixth film. So one of the crew members on one of the ships that's affected by the giant space battery is actually the Admiral come the sixth film. Yeah, they do reuse a lot of cast members. I didn't notice that. Oh, but I think the other one just retires and he gets promoted. I think it's how it's worked out. Oh, that. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that makes sense. Yeah. Well, the president. Sorry. That, yeah. That makes sense. Oh, interesting. I didn't. I didn't notice that. Hmm. Yeah, and then Cartwright is. I think is a captain in this, but then an admiral in number six. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh. Bit of continuity there. Yeah, I noticed. I noticed there was the, some of the same people. I, I didn't notice their their like rank went up. That's kind of cool. Hmm. Yeah. Well, the the thing is, the guy in uh, number six, I thought he was a Klingon because he's got hair that kind of goes up in the same way. And I thought, wait, <laughs> but we're against the Klingons at the moment. This is to organize a peace treaty. But then I realized he's probably just a different species that looks similar. Yeah. So I was yeah. paying attention because I was a bit confused. It was a bit weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did notice that. I, I thought he was a Klingon at first. And then I was like, oh, he's just a, a dude, an alien dude. Yeah. Exactly. He, doesn't, he doesn't have the like... Uh, in the center of the forehead, the like jittery, exactly those kind of crest that yes. they have. So he's clearly some sort of different alien. Mm. Yeah, there was a part of me at the end of this film that felt like they might have been trying a little bit too hard to be younger than they are when they pull each other into the water. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was yeah, a scene. <laughs> yeah. I yes, but then also the intro for five. So. <laughs> Yeah, which yeah. was very much that for me. I was like, "This yeah. is right. No, come on." <laughs> so, yes, but yeah, uh, there isn't really too much to say about this film. I don't think. No, it's a good bit of fun. Yeah, it's a fun one. Once you know the premise, it's all just about watching it. Yeah, yeah. Go, go watch this film. It's a good film. It is. It's a good, good, fun time. They go through time, which they do. We shouldn't open mm. that can of worms but they do anyway because why because <laughs> save the whales and it's yeah. great i love this is a concept is a great concept for a movie mm. yeah it's, it's very enjoyable well actually that got me thinking the first film with uh, the whole idea of genesis and restoring planets to be able to create resources That's for the second film was that the second yes the first yes film of course is... it was the first no film no no you're right still you're right. is on a life yeah, it still is. Because it's about yeah. giving sentience to a machine, so it gives it life. Yes. No, but that you're right that I'm I'm specifically mm. talking about the second one because it's all about providing for the uh I think you just forget about the first one constantly <laughs> I do. on accident. 
which is fine which isn't great uh, to look at for the first film it's like yeah if you constantly forget about it it might not be the greatest film i was saying that when we reviewed it so yeah i know i know you were which is you're at least consistent can't take that away from you exactly yep um but the thing about the second one is that they were making such a huge point about like don't waste the planet you've got because you can't really have a genesis device Mm. and then in this they're talking about how we're going to hunt whales to extinction which is a huge possibility and it's without getting too serious it's kind of tragic that they were making those points in the 70s and 80s and we still haven't learned from it now yeah Yeah. that's true it is it is a bit of a bummer save the whales Mm. everyone don't stab him. Exactly not. I haven't heard the timer go off yet, but shall we move no, on to uh, the next one? We've got we've got two minutes, so I guess yes. Let's rate it out of our rating system. The lowest Oof. of which is one, two thumbs down, then one thumb down, mm-hmm. then a schmear or a schmear, <laughs> and then one thumb up, and then two thumbs up. Or as Rob did in uh, the most recent episode of Nerd Out, which is out right now, check it out if you want. Uh, three thumbs up. He did that. He he said three thumbs up, and I'm like, that's part of our rating system now. So. I don't, I don't want to know how that works, but um, yeah, mm, that's all right. There's a character in the next film with three breasts, so let's not judge. Yeah, well, you know that's fair. Actually, let's keep talking about Voyage Home and not talk about. Fox. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I agree. Let's add another half an hour just to talk about <laughs> this film, and then the next, uh, the sixth one. Look. Us scrounging for uh, ideas of what to talk about would be like them scrounging for ideas for the plot of The Final Frontier. Uh, so yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, let's rate it, though. Who wants to go first? Uh, yeah, I'll go first. I'll just, uh, it's, it's one thumb up. It's a good one. One of the best, mm-hmm. perhaps, one might say. It's top three. Definitely. I give it two thumbs up. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I like this film. I love the plot. The plot just makes... Thinking about the plot makes me want a double thumbs up. Just even thinking about the plot. Mm. Uh, mostly because I watched the next film and I'm like, man, they really used all the plot on the, the fourth <laughs> one. Yeah. Yeah. Double thumbs up for me. It's going to be a one thumb up for me, but it's a strong thumb. I thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah. Awesome. Which means, I guess... Can we set it for 20 minutes? <laughs> Oof. Oof. <laughs> we can could, we could talk about it for however long we can bear to. Yeah. Uh, this is Star Trek V, Final Frontier, written and directed by William Shatner. It cost $33 million, made $63 million. Ooh. I've got some more fun facts about why the visuals suck, and we'll get to that later, but... <laughs> Reese, what is the plot of this movie? Mm. Good question. Let's go to the Final Frontier and try to find out. <laughs> no, this is Shatner's midlife crisis. which he's never stopped being on because everything he's said about the recent albums he's released is about him trying to figure out the meaning of life and that's basically this film in a way Uh, yeah yes it's characters trying to find god trying to find what they believe in trying to find something that makes life have a meaning Hey, a fun fact, Reese. Uh, did you know that the first film we watched also covers that? <laughs> yes, and better. And you didn't like that either. And is a good film. <laughs> yeah, and better, and you forget about that film. It's better than this film, and I keep forgetting about it. <laughs> yes, which doesn't bode well for your memory on this film. No. <laughs> no. 
Maybe that's why I didn't think much of this one, because we'd seen the plot before. Oh, no, this is definitely a badly made movie. Yeah. Definitely. The only thing that I think is worth going back to this movie for is, again, the main three. Yes. Uh, Campen and just having the bants going rogue. They go rogue for a little bit, which was pretty fun. Mm. I just want to watch it for the scene where it's like, damn it, Spark, god damn it. All you had to do was shoot him. Spark. Mm. Spark. <laughs> I okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out here. Uh oh. I don't think it was the worst. He likes it. No, I didn't I yeah. <laughs> I was I was meh. I was disappointed with it. Mm. Mm. I don't think it's as bad as Nemesis, which I think is mm. the worst one. But yeah. Well, let's just talk about these six though. Because <laughs> Nemesis takes the bar down low. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because it's definitely the worst out of these three films, probably out of yeah. the six films. But definitely. I liked a lot of things in it. Like, as you said, the camp scene, that was good. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed uh, following the, the main characters around. I think there's a n- generic problem with having your main bad guy be a pacifist. Yeah. It's quite hard to do. Yeah. Um, because... Because that's almost what you want everyone to be. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, there's no real threat yes. from this character. Because the threat is you're being mind-controlled, maybe? Maybe? Well, not even that. He's doing them a favour. He's sharing yes. their pain, their childhood trauma. Yeah. And I actually quite like those scenes. Like, where you get flashbacks, especially Bones's... Oh, yeah, like that... That was the best scene of the movie, I feel, when yeah. we get the Ooh. scene of the doctor and all that. <laughs> Ooh, nah. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. I think the the writing was really bad. Like the the oh, yeah, the, the dialogue was awful. The acting was fine. Yes. That doesn't make that scene not the best one in the film though, Sandro. It's true. I'm saying that out of the scenes, I enjoyed that one the most. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it wasn't the best written scene because the hug at the end was very awkward and the <laughs> lines that were thrown out. I did notice <laughs> that the writing in this film was really not quite on point. Yeah. A lot of the time, which felt yeah. it felt really weird. I don't know what that was. Do you have any explanation for that? It's Shatner. It's Shatner. He <laughs> had never written or directed anything before. That's why. Oh, right. Yeah. What does is, what is Shaddy Boy do nowadays? What was he done now? He's hosting a show like, um, what is it? Unexplained, I think is what it's called. And so it's kind of mm. like a show that Landon Nimoy actually used to host, like, believe it or not. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's okay. made in the UK. Uh, he's also tweeting on Twitter a lot and mm. <laughs> putting his foot in it. Slowly <laughs> yeah. ruining his legacy more than he has. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. My least favorite scene in this whole film and plot thread is the fact that they've got a brand new enterprise, but apparently it was yeah. built badly. So literally mm. everything in it goes wrong. Even a little tablet they use to record his captain's log, which isn't connected to the ship, is mucking up. Mm. It just makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like, it can be built poorly. Like, that's a thing that could have happened. Yeah. There's no particular reason why, though, apart from they just get a bootleg ship. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, then don't assign a crew to it yet. <laughs> mm. 
I did like the idea, though, that they're all on shore leave, they're all waiting for the ship yes. to be finished, and then suddenly they're just on a yeah. mission. It's to like, be, you've got to go fair, out now. Yeah, you have, to, you have to give it to the film. They didn't want the ship to be flying at the moment. It was still being repaired. Yeah. And it had a skeleton crew. Mm. I did love the scene with Sulu and Chekhov. And they're trying to enjoy their time, and then they get hailed, and it's like, you need to come back on board the ship. <laughs> and Chekhov goes, oh no, Sulu, there's a storm coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Uhura checks the uh, the reading, and it's like, there's sunny skies and a lovely warm day. And he goes, oh, the sun has come out. It's a miracle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was great. That was yeah. very good. Uh, See, that's, like that's that. a good bit in this film. Like, there's yes. good bits, but overall, like... I felt the plot seemed very forced. Mm. Yeah, I uh, I put this on. I commented this on a status that Reese made, but I feel yeah. like this was a rejected script from Star Trek <laughs> season three, which is the season yeah. with episodes like Spock's brain. Considering stuff that got approved for that season, like this is significantly <laughs> worse than some of the garbage that was in the final season of the original series. It could potentially be three different story ideas put into one like the pacifist villain mm. could have been one episode the ship having technical malfunctions could have been another one mm. and then trying to have a nice character based episode where their relationship kind of mm. progresses would have been another it could have been and then they tried to bolt them all together and by they I mean Shatner and I just don't think it worked as well as he hoped I don't know because mm. let's I, I just want to talk about main villainy boy yeah Yes, Cyborg. Because I say pacifist villain can't work. I'm. That's not true. They can certainly work. It's mm. just harder in the sense that they're not in any danger at the time when he's being brainwashing people. And because yeah. they never go into that. Like, people that just got brainwashed, quotation marks from him or whatever. I think it's just Vulcan powers. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Are on his side for the rest of the film. And no one's not on his side afterwards. So That's like... actually what I meant. Yeah, there there are lots of tropes. And there's a, an episode of Stargate Atlantis that I remember, which wasn't very good. Um, mm. <laughs> but it's that sort of thing where there's a pheromone or something that just turns the main character's passive as well. <laughs> I remember that episode. Yeah, yeah. and they're, they're all just passive yeah. and they're all following yeah. the whims of this this guy. He's played by a great actor who's in everything. But it's just kind of when that happens... You know that in the same way, if you knock out the uh, droid command ship, all the droids will then be useless. You just have to get rid of the villain and then everyone else yeah, turns yeah, good yeah. again. Well, that's, mm. that's the thing. So that in itself is a great concept and a scary villain because he's brainwashing everyone. And then once you get past that, you like once the villain's knocked out, dead, whatever, you know, incarcerated, everyone comes to him and is like, oh... We, we we needed our pain. Our pain is what uh, may, makes us yeah. who we are. So yeah. we shouldn't listen to this uh, crazy dude. But that never happens in this film. No, it's true. It just helps people and then they follow him even if they're Starfleet officers and yeah. are directly disobeying orders even though they seem to be... And because the film doesn't say that they were under mind control, in fact, they weren't. They were just really wanted to help this guy. I, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If anything, he's the hero of the piece. He makes yes. a mistake by misinterpreting, like hoping he's found God. Yeah, finds yeah. out he's wrong, sacrifices himself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For the sake of them. 
Yeah. I love a good redeeming arc. Redemption yeah. arc. They they really needed to get into his how his his power worked. It was just like maybe after he sacrificed himself, everybody gets their pain back. Yeah. And that's a bad thing or something like that. Yeah. Like maybe around the campfire as well as singing, there should have been quiet moments of Bones thinking about his father and Spock talking about how he's kind of felt rejected since birth. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. The whole movie in general didn't really feel like it had an ending. I mean, it did with them going to the planet and we see, again, we'll talk about the visuals and why they're awful, but that giant floating head thing (laughs) that pops up. But that felt like an ending, but not... I don't know. It's it, it, it's not anticlimactic because it is climactic, but maybe it's because I didn't care about that storyline that I was just like, okay, whatever. Now it's done. Yeah, I think we feel the same way about that. <laughs> I was I was there. I was watching it. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't. I didn't say I was uninvested. I wanted to okay. see what Eden was like. Uh, turns out it's purple and barren. Yeah. Yes. Um, so Eden kind of sucks, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks pretty awful. On uh, Cybok, though, he is played by Lawrence Luckenbill, who hasn't done many things. Also, great last name, Luckenbill. Love it. Yeah. Uh, it, it was meant to be Sean Connery, though, and I feel like... Oh, my God, Sean Connery would be great. That could have been... Spock. Spock, it's me, your brother. That could have been really, really cool. He was uh, too busy with Last Crusade, because... This um, film had a bunch of uh, behind-the-scenes <laughs> delays. It was too busy with a good film. It was yeah. too, yes. Yeah, but maybe Spock under... Me. I, yeah. I don't want to... Spark! Spark, what's going on? Spark, it's me. Yeah. You don't have a brother. Spark. I know for a fact you don't have a brother. He's my half-brother, Captain. Mm. You've got to be shit. <laughs> I like that. Also, it was really hard for Bose to understand the concept of a half-brother. Yeah. Wait, so you're saying you got a brother from the same mother, oh, but a different... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was, yes. Like, it's the future. Um, I've got half-brothers. <laughs> like, it, it can be, like, this isn't a foreign concept. It's the no. 80s. It's yeah. the late 80s. Like, come on. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Late 80s, maybe it was more of a, like, oh, he's got a half-brother sort of thing or something, I don't know. Oh, was there a divorce in the family? Maybe, actually. Not divorces. Our one weakness in the 80s. Um, but let's talk about those visual effects because they're bad. Everything looks bad. Everything looks flat. The explosions are awful. The ships moving are awful. Yeah, it's it's really bad. And I just really, I really didn't know why. I was like watching this directly after Voyage Home and then going to Undiscovered Country. I was like, why are the visuals so much more worse? It's because ILM was too busy to work on this movie, uh-huh. and so they went with a tiny production company run by this guy called Bran Ferren, mm-hmm. who might have been one of his first major movies, mm. and they were like, you do all the visuals <laughs> instead of Oof. the best visual company, ILM, who have done all the others. Yeah. So that's why it looks quite a lot worse. Uh, and that did take me out of a lot of moments, because I was just like, yeah. wow, that is, yeah. There's one scene that works really well for me, is when Kirk's on top of the ridge and then the bird of, bird of prey appears. Oh, yeah. That was a really good shot. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Because then the bird of prey comes in and then it's like, pew, pew. <laughs> then it's like, pew, pew, pew. What? 
it's not. We all know it's not because we know the general's done his thing, which has all happened in in the background. We don't get to see that. Nope. What, who would want to see two Klingons yelling at each other? I certainly would. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I completely forgot about the whole Klingon thing. Yeah. Because they're just in the background chasing them everywhere, so, so there's yeah. some sort yeah. of threat. Oh, there's just you like, know what? Yeah. This film does have bad writing. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what else it does? It forgets that it hired David Warner. Yeah. They did hire David Warner, and then they were like, <laughs> let's hire him again in the next one. Let's give him a good role. And... <laughs> Yeah, he shows up twice, which is very funny. In a row. Yeah. It was, uh, what was it? Because the, the general freaking Klingon is, gives one of the other Klingons a chiding. He's like, oh, you've been a naughty boy. And the <laughs> other Klingon's like, oh, man. And he's like, Say you sorry. gotta go apologize. <laughs> exactly. Which a real Klingon would not do. They would refuse, or at least they would do it very begrudgingly. <laughs> That's a yeah, word. Begrudgingly, yeah. Yeah. And so, so, but this other guy's like, oh, oh, yeah, I'm so sorry. Didn't mean to fire on you. Whatever. <laughs> didn't, didn't, didn't get permission yeah. from the government. So sorry. And I'm like, at least pretend to struggle. Good lord. <laughs> anyway, I think I think it, he might have been Christopher Lloyd's Klingon's half brother. He's just quite hmm. out of Klingonness. Out of <laughs> yeah, Klingon like, I don't know how to. Yeah, you I don't know, know. What I mean. Anyway, he's a bit cling off. It's a bit cling off. Let's rate it. It's one thumb down for me. This is a bad film. Uh, what do you need to think? Agreed. <laughs> I'll give it a schmeh. Yeah. Uh, I would go full thumbs down, but it's a schmeh. Mm-hmm. It's a like, yeah, well. a, like I, I feel like I liked it more than you guys, just because I'm a bit of a... <laughs> Really? You haven't yeah. been mercilessly bashing it like we have. <laughs> yeah, I've been trying to find something good to say about it. Oh, so am I. <laughs> oh, actually, one good thing. Mm-hmm. The music in this had tones and themes that were later developed and made even better, even though they're actually really good in this, in First Contact. Yep. Oh, okay. Which is one of my favourite Star Trek scores of the whole franchise. There you go. Hmm. Uh, I think this movie suffers from uh, episode-itis. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's too much, uh, just like the very first movie, it's... Just a really, really long Star Trek episode. Yep. Yep. If this was just a, like a half an hour Star Trek episode or whatever, we would love it. It would be great. Cool. They went to find God. Oh, it wasn't God. Who saw that coming? And then <laughs> uh, move on. Oh, Spock has a brother. Oh, not anymore. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> <Yeet>. um, <laughs> yeah. You got to yeet a brother or two now and then. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Indeed. All right, let's do Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country, written by Leonard Nimoy and also the two guys that wrote Superman IV Quest for Peace, but we won't hold that against them. This is directed by Nicholas Meyer, the guy that did Wrath of Khan. So it's good. And <laughs> it cost $27 million, Damn. Made just under $100 million. So it did pretty Ooh, well. But it looks so much better than The Final Frontier. Yeah, I know. It's almost like they got a, a good company with professionals to uh, do the visual effects. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and a great director. No, no offense to the the other one. I feel like they did the best they could. They're oh, just yeah. not as mm. experienced. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially when I feel like in some ways 
these sorts of effects would still be in their their younger years, so to speak. So mm. a smaller company oh, would yeah. be less practiced. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, who did the effects? It's not... Oh, yes, it is ILM. ILM yeah, returned, go. and that's why. The return! <laughs> ILM have returned. Ba, 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 Sorry. It's Return of the King. Anyway. Uh, the plot of this movie is Shatner's racist, and... Uh, Yep, that's the that, plot. That was a good um, plot thread, though. That was really good. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah, so he is still annoyed. Shatner dabs on the franchise. <laughs> <laughs> He's still annoyed at the Klingons for killing his son. Um, I can't forget them. I'll never which forget is a them. shame, because <laughs> it seems like the things between the Klingons and the humans, there, there might be a time of peace coming, because uh, a Klingon power planet has been blown up and the Klingons are in need of help. Yes. And well, the Federation and the like, will help up. you. It's fucking yeah, it has yeeted up. itself. That thing's yeah. dead, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that moon be gone. That's Absolutely. no moon. That's a freaking grave site. Good lord. <laughs> Not that, because the... I mean, it'd be, it'd be gone, so there's nothing there. It's just... Skywalker's got a lot of work. Yeah. Cut out for him now, jeez. And yeah, there's peace talks, but Chatner's like, I don't like Klingons, but I'll try my best. I don't like them. But then there's a conspiracy, oh. and and the Klingons are killed. Oh. They got to find out who it is, and everyone thinks it's Shatner because he's a big racist boy. <laughs> that's the that that that's the movie. That's the movie. Yep. This is the best one. This is the best Star Trek Ooh. film. I'm saying it now. This is the best one. Wow. Now, by Star Trek film, do you mean of the original series or all, all of them. them? All of them. Whoa. No, it's not that That's good. Bold. <laughs> it's great, but it's not that good. That's bold. You really like this film. I need to rewatch Wrath of... Uh, not Wrath of Khan. I need to rewatch First Contact, but I would definitely put this above Wrath of Khan. Wow. TBH. Wow, I would not. I think it's better, because Wrath of Khan is just a long episode. I have been trying to think about that all day, because I watched this today, and I try not to do that with things I'm reviewing. I try to sleep on them, and I can't decide, because it feels like this is, which is ironic because of their placement, but this feels like the um, Return of the Jedi of Star Trek films, Yeah, where it's fun, there's a lot of stuff going on in it, it's got a poignant send-off. But then Wrath of Khan feels like The Empire Strikes Back, where it tells a really powerful, poignant story. Mm. Very different sort of story, but they're both very good. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I wouldn't put it above Khan. I'll say that. You would. There we go. I think you're being very bold, sir. But <laughs> I won't disagree that this film was pretty great, because I really yeah. liked the idea of... Because the fact that this led into... The new series of Star Trek. Where well, they had... It was already going at this point. It was in I mean, yeah, five, yeah, yeah. But yeah. No, 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 no. No, that's what I'm saying. They did that on purpose. Like, mm, yeah. this is technically before in the timeline before yes. that happened. But yes. they knew that this stuff was going on and they dig deeper into the fact that this is the old series. And in the old series, the Klingons are these just villain characters. Yeah. yeah. They're just mostly just villains. Whereas yeah. Yeah. in the new stuff, there's a lot of. Klingon allies. There's a, there's a Klingon yeah. boy that's featured in the Mr. Wolf. Um, yeah, yeah, he's in this. Mr. Wolf. Yeah. Uh, or in this case, maybe it's Wolf's dad? Question mark. <laughs> I, um, I don't know. It's just the same actor. It's the same actor who plays. Yeah, he's called Wolf. Is he? Yeah, he's called Wolf. Okay, cool. Is it just Wolf? Yeah. What? Um, that's, that's crazy. 
Oh yeah, yep. Yes, uh, yes, it, it is Colonel Worf. He is Colonel Worf. the father of Worf. Right. Oh from yeah. Next generation and Deep Space Nine. So it is his dad. Bam! Slap diggity dog. Nice. It was. It was. They used the actor and made it his dad. That's amazing. We're both right because he's called Worf, but he's not the same Worf. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, that's, <laughs> yeah. What I, I, that's what I thought they would do. If they were to yeah. explain it, they'd just be like, "It's Worf's dad," and they did that. That's great. It is. So this is Worf, son of Worf. Yeah, I think I would say it's better than Khan because, as I said in our Khan review, it's not my favorite sort of Star Trek episode. That sort of space battle stuff, I like it, but it's not my favorite. Uh, yeah, you're allowed to be wrong, Sandra. <laughs> this is like more of a quandary, if you will. It's more of a. It's about morals. It's about mm, what's right and what's wrong, and I like that about Star Trek. So you know, who gives a shit? I want to see things explode. Pew pew pew. This has got. A fair share of that as well, though. It does. Yeah, it does. It does. It's pretty action-packed. It's great. There's so much more going on in this than most of them. So, Sandro, as the best movie of the series, how did you like that CGI blood? <laughs> it was bad, but look, look. It wasn't terrible either, though. It wasn't the worst. It was about as bad as every 90s film. Yeah. 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 We watched so many films last year for oldie that were worse than this i've seen worse i've seen uh scorpion king yeah whatever it is oh yeah well having watched corridor crew it's just it's amazing um for those of you who don't know that's a group of uh cgi artists who do their own youtube channel and they sometimes put their own short films on there or they look at the best and worst cgi from cinema Mm. and i just know that there's a watershed period of time where a certain sort of effect will only look so good until somebody breaks has a breakthrough and then everyone's will look as good as theirs after they make the really good-looking bit of mm. yeah. CGI. So at this point in time, CGI blood or liquid would just look like this. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I just accept that. And to be fair, it's in, like, no gravity as well, so yeah. it's not as bad as it could have been. There were no yeah. f- physics. And it's Klingon blood. <laughs> and it's Klingon blood. Yeah, they just say, "Oh, this is this is what Klingon blood looks like. It's mm. it's just a little shiny. It's not as thick as ours, or that's just how their blood is. And yes, it looks like it's a slight cut out from reality. But honestly, I think they did the best they could with the CGI. I thought it was. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Especially because they had what four million dollars less than the previous film. Yeah. yeah. Wow, he did a really good job. Yeah, I think a lot of that uh, also went to um, they saved a lot of money on sets because it's a lot of reused sets. It's mainly yeah. filmed in Hollywood. They didn't go anywhere. Where did they go for the ice, though? I think it was just around LA. Like, <laughs> I, I can't. <laughs> what the glaciers and everything? I can't really see anything in the production here that says they went anywhere. Huh, that's interesting. Maybe they just used B-roll because I know for a fact. In the zoomed out <laughs> shots of the glaciers and stuff, the three people that are walking around mm. again, this is this is getting into the nitty gritty. <laughs> three people walking away from the the jail. Yeah. Kirk, Doctor, and the shapeshifter. Yeah. Kirk and Doc are chained. Whereas in the wide pan shots they're not. 
Yes. Yeah, it says here there was a second unit crew that went to Alaska for a day and shot B footage. So, yeah, you're right. There you go. Bam. It shot B roll. So, there we go. Speaking of the shapeshifter, I love how they introduce the fact that there is a shapeshifter, but then later on they just pull a mask off someone. I'm like, that could have been a shapeshifter. You could have just been like, it was another shapeshifter. Pull the mask off. Well, someone wearing a mask. I. On who? Who did they pull a mask off? I don't remember. It was the sniper? No. What, the sniper was wearing a mask? No. No? Oh, no, the sniper was a Klingon. No, who was... Who... Someone had a mask on. I don't remember. At the very end. I don't think so. No. Sandra, are you making things up? <laughs> no, I I specifically remember someone having a Mission Impossible mask that was pu- pulled off. It was one of the... No? Commanders, uh, I, I can't remember who it was. I really don't think so. I don't remember well, that. It's no, there. Neither. It's there in that final scene. All right. uh, uh, look, that final scene I had problems with anyway, so boom. Did you? Yeah. I didn't have problems with it. I wanted to make fun of it. It looks a bit ridiculous. <laughs> let's 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 skip to the end, uh, which is a great thing. Because Aww. once he saves the day, uh yeah, I know. Uh once he saves the day, they all start clapping. And you know ninety five percent of the people there don't know why they're clapping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Someone started a clap because they realized what happened, and the rest. They're of them also clapping in. at this pace too. They're going. Yeah. But the sound effect is. <laughs> yeah. And and like you know what they're saying to themselves is like, hey, isn't that the guy who's supposed to be in jail? Yeah. Wait, isn't that Wait. Kirk, the intergalactic criminal? I heard there's a bounty on his head. Why are they pointing guns at the Romulan ambassador? What the hell? What is going on? <laughs> was that an assassination attempt? What hey, well, well oh, done, we're guys. clapping? Okay, we're clapping now. Yes, clap. Yeah. Clap it. And we're three what weeks short of retirement. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it, it was a very ridiculous clap at the end there. I was it like, was. why are they clapping? <laughs> this makes no sense. But yeah. That was silly. Yeah. But, you know. But I'll tell you what, skipping just a little bit further, something that's so good that Marvel decided to do it was that the cast signed off at the end of this film. Yeah, that was good. Mm. Yeah, that was cool. That was good, even though Kirk returned two years later. <laughs> so did, uh, what's his name? McCoy. Uh, yeah. Although, was that already happening at the same time? Because that was in Next Gen. That could have already happened, actually. Oh, uh, I think McCoy would re- returned before. Yeah, actually, that one might have been... Yeah, never mind. During or before. Yeah. Mm. Okay, I take that back. <laughs> but then Kirk's is... Kirkson Generations, which was 94, so... Yeah. yeah. But also, he's not... like He's like, got, like, 20 minutes of screen time in that, so, you know, it doesn't yeah. really count. I remember when good old Scotty Boy featured on an episode where he goes in the Enterprise and is like, oh, this old, this machine's all too fancy for me. All <laughs> yeah. this new fancy technology. And then yeah. he goes in a holodeck of the old ship, and he's like, yeah, ah. Yeah, he does. Now, <laughs> now I remember the years. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is pretty solid. This is some rock. This is some rock solid stuff right here. <laughs> Direct quote. Speak of rock solid. Oh. I think the plot for this is really solid. Oh yeah. Oh, it's 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 excellent. It's amazing. It's got so much more going on in it than all of the the rest of the films. Mm. It's got a lot of plot threads going on, and it just handles it wonderfully. Mm. There's mm. peace negotiations going to happen in which David Warner returns and plays the Chancellor wonderfully. Mm. You got Christopher Plummer, who plays the warrior in this. Just yes. oh, it's beautiful. Eye patch boy, heck yeah, he's like chef kiss boy. Boy, do I love me some poetry. Oh yeah, mm. 
<laughs> Shakespeare was Klingon. I just love the idea that Klingons translated Shakespeare too. Because <laughs> yeah. he, he, he likes to flex on you you normies. Yeah. Yeah. I I liked that he spoke a lot of Klingon in this. Christopher Plummer speaks mm. Klingon. Like yeah. there's so many guest actors who play Klingon who are like, nah, I'm just gonna speak English. I I'm not, not <laughs> yeah. doing this. But Christopher Plummer, good on him, he does it. So yeah. Yeah, and they did that good old setup of the idea of there being a translator there, so he's speaking in Klingon for a little bit in the trial scene. I liked the way they did that. Yeah, that was smart. Then he speaks English, so that you yeah. know it's being translated. You don't need to wait for it to happen. Mm. The transition was, like, instant. I wish it was a little smoother, but otherwise I had no pro- I was like, oh, yeah, that's very cool. I get it. Yeah. I feel like they would have pandered more to the audience nowadays because they do American movies where they have to be dumb <laughs> for the audience to figure it out. That That's a thing, and it annoys me. You say that, though. No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying this didn't do that, yeah. and I'm glad for it, because I hate it when films act like we're retarded. Because that's <laughs> well, the audience they're, they're catering for. It's dumb. I think it's a general Star Trek thing that they don't do that because it wasn't until the second half of the first season of Star Trek Discovery mm. that they decided that they'd try and stop the Klingons from speaking so much Klingon. Because mm. there was a long time where they said a lot of Klingon stuff. Yeah. And honestly, it got kind of boring. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I liked it. But yeah, I see what you mean. Uh, the Klingons in, in Discovery are a whole different whole different thing as well. Like, mm. It's true. Why do they look like that? Because it's new and cool. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's a good show, though. I love it. Um, I'd love that show, yeah. But this, I love this film, too. It's, it's a very good film. Very good. Oh, I love Sulu. He's got, he's yes. captain of the worst-looking ship, Excelsior, but he's a great captain, and, yep. and I love the scenes of him as captain, because he's there, you've got the actor there, and he's there with his smile, and you're like, he's so happy to have his own ship. And his voice. I love his voice. Oh, he has the best quote at the start of the film. Mm-hmm. So, the moon blows up, they get the reading, they contact the Klingons, and then... They, they've been told to stand down and they're like, one of the cadets or whatever mm. lieutenants is like, sir, do we report this? And he turns and says, are you kidding? Yes. <laughs> are you kidding? Yeah, that was are you kidding? <laughs> that was excellent. Which is, <laughs> which is amazing. I love him in all of these films. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's like, are you kidding? A moon just exploded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is like, yeah, are you kidding? <laughs> That's so mm. funny. I, I laughed pretty heavy. Yeah. And I was at work at the time, so that was great. <laughs> nice. Uh, fun facts. This is the first movie, the first time mm-hmm. up until this point, where we know what Sulu's first name is. This is the first time they ever said Sulu's first name. Oh, yeah. Wait, what's his first name? Hikaru. 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 Yeah. Yeah, Hikaru Sulu. I miss that completely. Yeah. Yeah, because they, they, they don't say it. Yeah. Only in this, and then in some comics afterwards. To be fair, I only know him in my head as Sulu, so maybe yeah, I just yeah, that's true. didn't hear it. So does everyone, yeah. I think that means the only character who doesn't have two names now is Ahura. I mean, obviously Spock doesn't, but like Ahura doesn't have two <laughs> Excuse names. Excuse me. It's just Ahura. Spark. 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 I love me. Yeah, Spark. that's true. Gotta get me that Sparky boy. Spark. <laughs> Spark. I just thought the tension in the 
lead up to the peace scene and the the dining scene was great and how mm. you know Chekhov saying should we raise shields captain <laughs> captain and he's captain. he's saying no we just can't captain. do it we can't raise captain. those shields captain we to get blown up captain <laughs> well, yeah. that accent went up the toilet real quick. that went um, from Chekhov to Scotty and then yes. died somewhere in the middle <laughs> it didn't quite get to Scotty that's the problem yeah. it died yeah. on the way there yeah uh, I do like this movie. This plot is way cleaner than the fifth one. It's it's oh, yeah. like got a purpose and it gets it there really well. It's a really mm-hmm. good plot. I'll definitely yeah, because it's, it's got a point. This film's got a <laughs> point. <laughs> it's got a reason to exist. Yeah, yeah, like like it's got a really good setup, a really good execution, and a decent like finish up. Although I will say, I the, the clapping. Why are they clapping? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> makes no fucking sense no one knows they literally don't know what's going on 90 percent of them so they're literally just clapping because they see kirk which maybe is just like a thing they do now like they know kirk yeah. saved the day they don't need well, to know how he did it so they just clap when they see him do they though because they see these criminals who have been sent to a penal colony colony <laughs> <Connolly, laughs> to... oh, oh, but you now. know that like he's been punished before and then the two of them are like Hey, you want to bet how long it takes him to come back and become the hero again? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to just get demoted? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the, and then they kill a Klingon during peace talks. Maybe, maybe don't applaud that. <laughs> mm, mm. Yay, good job. You killed people. Woo. Oh, that was another thing I really, um, that was a point I forgot to mention with Voyage Home as well, because he gets demoted to captain. Yeah. And it's like, oh no, he gets to have the role that he wants again. And exactly. Not the one that he was complaining about having in the last film. Yeah. Wow. What a, what a punishment. <laughs> yeah. Although it, it does come back, because they mentioned it at this trial that he's been insubordinate mm. and demoted. So it yeah. does come back to bite him in the, in the rear, in the bum bum. It's true. Yeah. It does. Oh, I love the whole plot thread of trying to figure out where the hell those torpedoes came from. Mm, that was good. That was good. Because, obviously, at that point, we hadn't seen a ship that could fire while cloaked. Yeah. No. no. Which, was, which was pretty cool. That whole sequence was amazing, actually. Just mm. thinking about how we haven't fired anything yet. It looks like we have. We think we have. They think we have. And then two people board this oh, yeah. bird of prey. It's so tense it's excellent yeah and just murder people it's yeah. out of the blue and it's like oh my god this really yeah. turned up to 11 didn't it mm-hmm. it's, yeah it's crazy it, it was really good it was like we've had this good peace talk everything's going well and then suddenly everything goes wrong oh yeah yeah i really didn't like uh another what is it um the the girl the bad guy what's her face Oh, the Chancellor's daughter? Chancellor's daughter? Is that who she is? Uh, yeah, because the Chancellor dies and then she's... No, 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 no. No, I mean the... the. Oh, you mean the uh, spy? The spy. Yeah. The one on board. That lady. The Vulcan. The Vulcan, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? I mean, it was obvious, but I don't know, I didn't mind it. I mean, yeah, it was super obvious. No, 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 <laughs> that's, not, that's not the bit. I just, I was like... Oh my god, not another pointy-eyed female character that's going to... Well, obviously... You say that, but this was this was meant to be Savick. She was meant to return, but the actress was like, No, 
because they already recast her for a three and a scene in four. They were like, we're not going to recast this character again. Yeah, they made the mistake of recasting her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they were like, we'll just make up a new character. That was yeah. meant to be Savick from oh. uh, yeah those, those films. Which she was meant I- to return and be the traitor. Damn, imagine that betrayal. Hmm? Mm. Wow. That would have yeah. that would have held some impact. Yeah. It definitely would have been less obvious for sure. Mm. That's true. That would have been a big shock. But I do remember as a kid <laughs> getting those kind of funny feelings when you first realize, oh, I'm getting a crush on someone. I don't know why. I just found her kind of hot. <laughs> oh, she's pretty hot. I'll give you that. Because I hated her character up till everything went wrong. And then I was like, oh, thank God. She's a bad guy. Oh, yes. she's going to be arrested at the end. <laughs> There's oh, a reason God. for that. Because <laughs> yeah. she, she was getting a lot of that screen time where yeah. they're like, this is an important character. And, I, and I'm and i like, I don't like this character. I'm upset that this is a main character. Everything well known is like, oh, it's because she's the bad guy. Oh, thank God. Oh, yeah. thank goodness. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. She's going to get arrested. Oh, this is going to be fun. No, Spock, don't say you want her to replace you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This was, that, was, that was raising my heckles. I was like, ah. No, it's bad. <laughs> New character, do like. No, get you rid of it. Oh, it back. Oh, okay. It's a, it's a Chekhov? bad guy. Oh, is that you? <laughs> oh, no, it is Chekhov's brother. He's <laughs> half brother. Yeah. Half, half Wait, Falcon. so you've got a same father, but a different mother? That, uh, that is how those work. I don't understand. You're a medical expert. Surely you would know what those are. <laughs> exactly. And, and it's a very strange thing to be questioning. Anyway, <laughs> I think it was more out of shock rather than he doesn't know what a half-brother is. Yes. It's like, yes. wait, we've known you for how long and we don't know that you have a half-brother? That sort of thing. It was just the way he played it was more confused than shocked, but I, I guess that is exactly what the... Uh... Well, confused and shocked. Confused would be very... Mm. Very no, but as in heart, struggling to grasp the concept, not just it being Spock. I know, I know what you mean. What is, what is a half brother? I don't know exactly. <laughs> yeah, Spock, yeah. please explain. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was, actually, I know we're jumping back to the bad film, but no, um, no, not again. <laughs> but that scene was great because it's like Spock, I could hit you, and it's and then um, Bones goes, "Do you want me to hold him still?" Mm. <laughs> mm. I thought that was a good line. From that yeah. terrible film. Let's get back to this one, though. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know there is too, too much else to say about it. I think, like, the, this is tense. It's so well-paced. Yep. Again, I think Shatner brings it in this film. He's really good in this one. Yeah. Did you notice the dig at his ego? Oh, no. Which was that? When the shapeshifter is, is impersonating him, he goes, I can't believe I kissed you. And then he said, I bet it's one of your lifelong ambitions. Oh, yeah, that's mm, probably one of your <laughs> lifelong ambitions. Yeah, yeah. No, that was very funny. I liked the whole jail and jailbreak scene yeah. stuff. Yeah. It was great. I remember it profusely because Picard also goes there, I believe. Oh. Later on in the seasons. I think he, yeah, I think he does. Yeah, no, he goes there. Yeah. And the only person to ever escape that place was Kirk, is one of the oh, things nice. they talk about because it references this movie, which is very mm. good. I love it. Yeah. They do way more physical labor in that mo- in episode, though. Yeah. Uh, where in this one, they just laser some rocks. Anyway, moving on from that, it's great because they, they go to the jail after being accused of murdering all these Klingoni boys, the ambassadors and everything. 
Mm. And then they uh, meet up with a shapeshifter. They don't know she's a shapeshifter, but they find out real soon. Oh, yes, they do. <laughs> yeah. Wait, weren't you two? Yeah, don't remind me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, as uh, Kirk, uh, as he does, he gets it on with a lady. And by get it <laughs> yep. on, I mean Less just a speech. Didn't get to, to full banging until <laughs> they found out that it's a shapeshifter. We don't know because it fades to black. We don't know. We don't see. Who knows? That could have yeah, happened. Could it? Wait, no, it stops. <laughs> mm. <laughs> she it disappears. Stops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Bones kind of shudders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kirk gets it on. Uh, great. Shatner was sixty. <laughs> I know. I thought about that the whole time. <laughs> Um, anyway, but, uh, he beats up an alien That's right. by kicking it in the knees, but it turns yeah. out, unlucky for the alien, it's, it's balls are on its knees. Not all creatures have their genitalia in the same place. That was yep. funny. That was, <laughs> that was very, funny. very funny. That was a good moment. That sequence, although it's the other way around, it feels like Guardians of the Galaxy was referencing that in its oh, yeah. jail scenes. You mean, stole that, um, absolutely. <laughs> referencing it. Yeah, that's okay Lovingly. because then because uh-huh. then Star Trek Beyond uh, stole the the action sequence with the, the with the rock music referenced lovingly. No, stole. <laughs> referenced. There's a lovingly. fine line between a reference and stealing. Yeah, there is a fine line, and neither of these films crossed. <laughs> <laughs> That's debatable. Uh, it, it's a homage. Um, exactly. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, what is that film directed by Quentin Tarantino? <laughs> <laughs> he steals everything. I love him, though. It's good stuff. Uh, let's rate Undiscovered Country. This is two, two thumbs, thumbs up, up from me. <laughs> yeah. It's a good one. Is it three two thumbs up? I think it might be. Uh, no, I'll give it oh. one thumbs up. Wow. Boom. God. Just to just to ruin, because <sighs> there's too much clapping at the end there. Don't don't like those claps. Don't That's give fair. Zach the clap. Can I? Uh, no, don't you fucking dare! Unless you know what you're clapping about, sir. You better be fully invested in your claps. Uh, no, I'll give it. I'll give it one and a half thumbs. Mm-hmm. My half is <laughs> okay. You'll cut a thumb in half. No, no, no. It's cocked. It's like halfway up. It's not the full knuckle. <laughs> You know? Yes. All right. Well, that is those films. Let's rank them all now. I j- just thought of this. Let's rank them. I'll start oh. off. Worst one. It's Final Frontier for me. Second worst one, Motion Picture. Then Search for Spock. Ooh. Then Voyage Home. Then Wrath of Khan, number one, Undiscovered Country. I have to completely agree. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm mostly on the same. It's... I can't remember the name, so forgive me. Five, one, uh... You're on track so far. (laughs) Yeah, no, this is where it gets rocky, because I'm trying to remember them all. Yeah. Should we do a very quick recap of them all, and you could just say, yes, that one, then that one? (laughs) No, try to picture them in my head. It would be like Mm. five, five, one, three? Yeah, that was the spocks on the planet getting regenerated one yeah so so far we all match <laughs> yep five, one, three six what oh oh four two hmm yeah that's my one okay interesting interesting yeah i i definitely enjoyed the sixth one and i think it's definitely really really good 
Yeah. But I enjoyed four quite a lot. Yeah. That's fair enough. I don't know. Maybe maybe I will will give it two thumbs up. Because I feel like it was equal to four for me. Yeah. Okay. In enjoyment. Yeah. Good. No, oh, nice. Sweet. And it's got one of the best send-offs to a villain in all of them, where you have a photon torpedo rushing towards oh, the bridge. That was sweet. Mm. He quotes Shakespeare and just says, to be or not, or not. to be. Kaboom! Yep, and that then they all great. fire on him. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That was great. That was excellent stuff. Was yeah, because the whole time... I lo- I loved him as a villain because he was just taunting them by quoting yeah. loads of just Shakespeare <laughs> and other things. It was just like, yeah. I know uh, all about your c- culture. I am studying it on it. So now I'm going to flex on you with it while mm-hmm. I'm killing you. Yeah, it's such a Christopher Plummer role as well. Just, oh, yeah. Just... Even though he's in the makeup, he's just acting like he always does, and it's like, mm-hmm. this is good. It's excellent stuff. I love that line. And isn't this how it should be, Kirk? Warrior to warrior. Just, ah, so good. <laughs> that is very good. Mm. Um, well, that, yeah, that's all of the original series movies. I guess yeah. we probably will return in maybe 10 episodes to do <laughs> half the next generation films. I don't know. Watching three in one week is a little rough. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Three, three was definitely more than I thought we were doing two, and then you were like three, and I was like, oh, I slotted enough time for two of these films. I might have to squeeze one in while I'm at work. Yeah. It's a good thing you can put Final Frontier on two speed and speed through it. Mm. Yeah, you, know, you pay attention. I should have done, but I didn't. It's mm. a good thing you need to. Uh, what? Um, um, <laughs> so yeah, I I will look into it, but I'm sure I'm sure we will return to do the next generation films. There may be even the Kelvin timeline f- films. Yes, please. Haven't seen those in 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 a while. It could be fun to return to all of them. And I feel like that's where we won't agree at all. <laughs> no, because one of them's good. Uh, no. Whoa. 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 One of them's good and the other two are brilliant. All right. Okay. All right. I'm bunkering down. I remember when Star Trek Beyond came out and Zach and I were just like, we were ranting about that film for like, a, like an hour. I don't think we ever released it, but we recorded a thing where we were just ranting about Beyond. Which one? That's the that's the one with the... The music one. Yeah, the, the music one. I'm confused. I, I don't remember. Star Trek Beyond, the most recent one. In terms of films. Oh, the the, the one where they, they... Scotty and the rock music. They saved the day with rock Idris music. Idris Elba. Oh, yeah. Frick yeah. me. Frick me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Frick me. Frick me, dude. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. What, oh, what my God. Movie. Yeah, what a movie. What a film. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, yeah, we'll get to those later. Um, I thought it was all right. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. <laughs> I can't remember. I would have to rewatch it. It wasn't that directed by the guy who's done Fast and Furious. Like yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> yes, it is Justin Lin, Fast and yeah. Furious director. Yeah, it was very Fast Furious, but but this is watchable. <laughs> uh, no, I disagree. I think Fast and Furious is watchable. Although the good Fast and Furious <laughs> we'll movies are directed by James Wan, so never mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, oh no, oh? Zach, you're breaking up. You're breaking up. Zach, God help! Click. Klingons! I can't get a signal, Captain! Ah. Oh no, someone just blew up Zach's house. <laughs> to be or not to be, am I right? Oh! God, that was powerful. Speaking of which, there's a new movie out called Project Power. Oh wow, what a segue. 
<laughs> I'm not proud. <laughs> it's Zach from the grave. That was a great segue. Ooh. Is that Zach's it, ghost? Amazing. No, it was actually uh, a uh, like a Vulcan. You do the mind thing where you All right, put yeah, your, yeah. Your, your soul into someone else. So mm-hmm. I'm currently in Bones at the moment. This is Bones. God damn it. <laughs> I'm a doctor, not an Australian. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's... Wow. Okay, Doc, you can't say that. He would say that. He would say that, though. He would no. say that, but you can't. And then he'd go, wait, there are Australian doctors, aren't there? <laughs> Shit. Anyway, you guys record something while I'm dead. Bye. <laughs> okay, listeners, now Sandra and myself are doing a segment on the show where we talk about Netflix's new movie, Project Power, and it came out last week. Yes. And it's just us this time because a uh, little peek behind the curtains, we're recording this a little bit earlier than the rest of the episode. Mm, yes, the clocks have been turned back. We are, in the past, mm-hmm. younger than we were when you heard us previously. That's wrinkling my brain. And we haven't yet formed opinions on some of the Star Trek films because we haven't seen them yet. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't watched those Star Trek films since I was a child, but also about... 10 minutes ago i had seen that this is tricky (laughs) yeah exactly exactly yeah but anyway project power (laughs) (laughs) yes so it's netflix's new film uh i say netflix is it's actually directed by two people it wasn't done by just the conglomeration that is netflix (laughs) (laughs) and it's a superhero action kind of film yeah i thought the concept was good where basically there's a company that's creating these pills, this drug, that if you uh, swallow it, you are given powers Mm. which manifest themselves differently in people, Mm. uh, depending on the individual, and sometimes also it just kills them. Yes. So it's a risk to take it, and it gives you powers, whatever version of the power you get, for five minutes at a time. Mm. Yeah. It's a really good concept, and this company starts providing drug dealers on the streets with these drugs to test them on the population who would be buying from those drug dealers anyway, mm. and uh, the police are trying to tackle that problem, because now criminals have got superpowers, basically. Exactly. <laughs> Not saying all drug users are criminals, by the way, but if they decide to go criminal, then they have these extra abilities to help them in that. Mm-hmm. And some of the sequences in this are actually really cool, with uh, one person could go invisible if he's naked, <laughs> so he robs a bank, and he's completely naked, <laughs> but he steals briefcases filled with stuff, and you could just see the briefcases floating in the air. It was kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, should we go through maybe the cast? Because it's a really good cast. Yeah, I think it is. Except for one person. Um... Uh, <laughs> y- yeah. Uh, look, um... Yeah, uh, so, <laughs> so I guess the main star, if you would, he's in the center of the poster, is Jamie Foxx, is yeah. the majority of the marketing material. Hell yeah. He's all right in this. I felt like he was oh. maybe phoning it in at times, but that could also have just been the script. I don't know. I thought he was toning it down, not phoning it in. Oh, yeah. But, you know, it's a bit understated compared to a Jamie Foxx kind of role. That's true. Um, but I thought he did, I thought he was good. Uh, the person I was talking about was Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> oh, yeah, he is in this for... 15 minutes. Um, 15 minutes. I was about to message you the night I watched it, and then I realized you might not have been watching it, but I was just going to say, one good thing is it's only 15 minutes worth. <laughs> 
no offense, Machine Gun Kelly, but yeah, I'm surprised that that his performance wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Yeah, it was fitting. Yeah, he played the role quite well. He's one of the people who buys the drugs and demonstrates you can overdose on them. Yes, 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 yes. He kind of t- turns into the Human Torch. But he then he turns into the human supernova when he overdoses. Mm, yeah. I quite liked that sequence. I think in terms of action sequences, that fire... Mm. Uh, not saying too much, but yes, he is a human torch and there is an action sequence with him being a human torch. That sequence, I thought, might have been my favourite out of all the power-based oh, really? stuff in the movie. Yeah. Visually, I still feel like it wasn't great. The visuals in this movie didn't really work for me and i'm not entirely sure why i thought they were pretty impeccable most of the time Mm. especially that one because i couldn't tell there was obvious practical flames on set at points and then obviously it cuts to him burning up like his skin is catching on fire yeah and that's obviously cgi and i couldn't tell the difference in that that scene the scene where i could tell the difference is actually my favorite action set piece of the film and we'll get to that one in a little bit I guess we don't necessarily need to go through the plot, but um, yeah, I thought that that was the best in terms of special and visual effects. They they worked really well together. The scene with the uh, machine gun Kelly. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, it was pretty good. I think maybe it's um the digital double that they might have used for him might have been the thing that took me out of it. But aside from that, yeah, like the flames were excellent. You're yeah. definitely right there, and um the color grading all throughout the movie yes. is very bright reminds me a lot of doom patrol actually i haven't yeah from what i've seen of doom patrol those very red yellow colors definitely yeah i was trying to think of something else i thought a bit of dread as well when i saw that first sequence um Mm. not the judge dread sylvester stallone one the carl (laughs) urban one that was yeah yeah, the good one The music's good from the other one. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I thought of that really kind of grungy, dilapidated locations with kind of like a sci-fi thing going on. It reminded me of that. And the production values. Yeah. Actually, I think they were better in this than in that, but that had a smaller budget, so that makes sense. That was a pretty... Yeah, that, that definitely was a small one. Yeah, that's one thing that I really like about the d- director's Henry Jost and Ariel Shulman, mm. uh, because I think it was their previous film, Nerve, which was kind of like a young adult sci-fi with Dave Franco and Emma Roberts that was actually really good. It came out at a time where there were a lot of sci-fi YA, like uh, kind of like social media satires, and they all felt like they were written by 60-year-olds in the boardroom who had no idea what social media is. That one was like one of the first ones that felt really natural. And I love the mm. the visual style for that because it's very bright. It's very neon as well. Even though it's set now, the the colours in that movie were incredible. And I think, yeah, the directors have definitely carried that across to this movie. Mm. So I like that that's their style now. They started off doing Paranormal Activity. I think it was two and three or maybe three and four yeah that was kind of their first major movies and then they did nerf which was like really good and i'm glad that they got the chance to do a bigger budget thing like this because in terms of their style i think they're they're very talented yeah well this is the first bit of their work that i've seen and i really liked it i also 
feel kind of biased in a weird way because I'm a huge Casey Neistat fan mm-hmm. and they used to work together a lot and they used to make stupid videos together and he, as he said in a recent video, he decided to go the amateur YouTube approach now they're big Hollywood film directors Yeah, <laughs> um, and he's got a cameo in this and I really I quite like that. So does his brother Oh, okay. He was one of the police Oh, nice yeah, I was surprised that when Casey Neistat showed up, I like the film w- wasn't like, "Hey, look who it is! It's the famous YouTuber." <laughs> yeah. Like he's just kind of there, he is, playing yeah. potentially against the sort, like against type. I was surprised that he played a bit of a goon in this kind of, <laughs> kind of, yeah, yeah. Which is yeah, like not something that you would see from you know most YouTubers on his level. Yeah, uh, the fact that he was like, yeah, I'll play a bad dude in your movie. <laughs> why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? Um, so that leads to what I liked in terms of the action set pieces was uh, the scene that he's mainly involved in, which is he's a kind of a rich guy, a bit of a pimp-looking kind of guy, <laughs> mm. in the very stereotypical idea of that. <laughs> yes. Um, turns up on a motorbike with a hot girlfriend and the girlfriend is going to trial and demonstrate for these um, higher paying customers for the company that's selling the drug, the effects that it can have. And they put her in a chamber. She tries it out. And uh, this whole time, Jamie Foxx's character, who has kind of been trying to get to the people who are selling this drug. And you kind of don't know why at first. You think he might be like a bounty hunter trying to bring in criminals or a vigilante Mm. or something like that. Yes. Um, You eventually learn why. But he's in the room with them, and as, when she starts demonstrating the power, is when he's kind of he reveals himself and starts taking on a whole room full of people. And I mentioned last time one of the action sequences reminded me of the church sequence in Kingsman. Mm-hmm. This is kind of that moment because the camera was moving within this circular chamber, glass chamber that she's in, and you're just seeing Jamie Fox punching and shooting and going crazy and. Bashing Casey Neistat's head against a glass and giving a, bla- a black eye. Yeah, I found out. <laughs> well, <laughs> but yeah, it's um that sequence worked really well for me. That's when the CGI wasn't great. Yeah, the the CGI took me out of that moment a little bit. Yeah, uh, not gonna lie. But I did like the camera movements, the way. Yes, yes. and you could tell there are hidden cuts, but I like the way you go from one half of the chamber and you're looking at one side and there he is punching one guy shooting another one and then you cut to the other side more people are turning up pointing their guns at him and he charges at them (laughs) it works quite seamlessly even if the cgi is kind of in the way a bit too much even though you could see why they're doing it to cover up some of the cuts yeah i still liked it though i was impressed with that i quite liked how that scene ended as well because it kind of lingered for maybe five seconds after the action finished yeah. where you just like seen the aftermath and I yeah. thought that was a cool effect as well mm. but yeah getting back to the cast though we have talked about Jamie Foxx he's excellent in oh, this yeah. but another big reason why I wanted to watch this uh, and I know why you wanted to watch it as mm-hmm. well is because it is the return the the big budget movie return of <laughs> the king Joseph Gordon-Levitt he's back oh yeah and he's great in this he's really good absolutely yeah he, um, in many ways, he's the comic relief in a great way. <laughs> he kind of is, isn't he? But not in a, at the expense of the character. His character's still a pretty kick-ass, confident kind of character. Mm. But he brings a lot of the laughs. He does. I, I will be honest. Like the 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 story in general was a 
big letdown for me. And that's one of the main things that kind of took me away from his character arc in particular, because he doesn't really have one. And a lot of the big character moments, well, not necessarily the moments, but the conclusions are pretty much all done off screen. You don't really see him, for example, confronting certain people that he should confront based off the stuff that has happened in the movie. It felt like he was very much a sidekick to the others, even though the film pretends like he's one of the main trio. I think he doesn't have, like, in terms of screen time, he's probably only on screen for like 40 minutes. Yeah. I think so. I kind of liked what happened there, though, because the trailers, like you were saying, Jamie Foxx is in the middle of the poster in the trailer. It looks like, I thought for a second, he was one of the only ones with superpowers and everyone was trying to copy him when I saw the trailer. Yeah. Um, so you feel like you're going to be following Jamie Foxx, but actually at the start of the film, kind of sets him up as a bad guy. It does, yeah. Because Joseph Gordon-Levitt is playing the cop and it's a story about how you want to take in criminals. So you think, okay, you're going to be on the side of the cop through this. But then you start to realize why Jamie Foxx is doing what he's doing. And then Joseph Gordon-Levitt is, he's not sidelined in terms of the story, but he's sidelined from the police force. Yeah. So he has to go rogue, basically, Mm. even though he's on a mission from the, not the the captain, police captain, not not chief, but he's pretty high ranking. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And then eventually their paths interwind. Yes. And it's it's pretty good, I it thought. Is good. And there was a bit of misdirection going on in that regard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like him in action sequences. There's a not to say too much, but there is like a bank heist sequence that happens and <laughs> yeah. he is phenomenal in that scene. I also think in terms of uh visual effects, the effect of his power in that particular moment oh, yeah. was incredible. Yeah, absolutely. And so well done. Mm. And yeah, it's just good to see him back. I mean, I've been watching some Nolan films recently, and hmm. and uh, it seems like he hasn't aged since Dark Knight Rises. Oh, he hasn't. Like, it seems yeah. like he's still on that same level, and that's great to see. I think he worked with Bruce Willis, and the anti-aging effect that Bruce Willis has brushed off on him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so true. But yeah, you've been trying to avoid spoilers, it seems, but I will just say there's a sequence in a really tight corridor all right, it's on board a ship, but that's all I'll say. <laughs> I won't say why. Yeah. And there's a sequence where he's fighting someone who's not like um, Elastigirl or Mr. Fantastic or something like that, but their power is that their joints can basically swivel as opposed to become dislocated. Mm-hmm. And there's a great shot where that guy's twisted in some weird way. Joseph Gordon-Levitt thinks he's beaten him. Then the guy flips Joseph Gordon-Levitt over him and the camera flips with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Mm. So the hallway rotates with the camera movement. I just thought that was a great bit of combining camera choreography with fight choreography. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, I think, (laughs) I think the, everything with the ship, I did kind of lose interest at that point in terms of the story. I thought like the acting was still pretty good and, and the action was well directed, but, um, I, it, it kind of lost me during that sequence. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the story, I don't know exactly what it is, and I think we will get to it um, soon, but I don't want to say this film bored me, but I wasn't invested. I experienced the exact same thing, and I don't know why, because I eventually did connect with Art, who is Jamie Foxx's character, mm. mainly because of Jamie Foxx's performance. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, in terms of Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character... I don't know if I cared that he was almost fired from the police force. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay, he's still really capable and he's still doing what he's doing, so does it really matter that that happened? Um, mm, that's true. <laughs> that's and true. I thought uh, Dominic Fishback, who plays Robin, who's one of the main characters, she was great, but uh, they did. I don't know if they played her story arc as well as they could have done. Yeah. <laughs> and this is coming. This is coming off um, the Last of Us, where surrogate parent-daughter relationships worked really well, and I think that's what they were trying to do with <laughs> with uh, yeah. this case, but I don't think it worked as well. Yeah, I I think her... Um, the reason why she's doing all this works for me a bit more than the others. I will, I will admit I rolled my eyes a little bit when we realised why Jamie Foxx was doing what he's doing. I went, oh, okay, it's another action film doing this, great. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> I... I, I I did like uh, Dominic Fishback. She's d- doing it um, because of like family reasons, because she's quite poor and she needs money, and like her mum needs this. Uh, and she was dragged into it too. Yes, yes, exactly. Speaking of her performance, though, I haven't seen her before. I know that she was in uh, the Hate You Give. I think that movie was called from from a couple years ago. She's mm-hmm. been around, uh, and I've always meant to check out stuff that she's in, but never have. But I think she's she's excellent in this. Oh, definitely. And really works well with Jamie Foxx. In terms of yeah. the writing, it's, yeah, the whole father-daughter relationship thing that they try to set up doesn't really work. Yeah. But I think their chemistry is excellent, particularly in one scene, uh, which I know you mentioned. Is that at the vet? Yes, Ooh, yes, the vet That's pretty sequence. good. <laughs> it's, it's good. Um, yeah, because she is yeah. a bit of a rapper. Yep. And and he doesn't believe it at first. <laughs> yes, yes. And she goes on this uh, almost like a 30-bar freestyle. It goes yeah. on for a while. Brilliant. And um, look, she, she didn't write it. No. In the end, it specifically says Robin's lyrics written by this particular artist yeah. but she performs them really well and uh it always kind of annoys us, annoys me when movies like this set up rapping like that as freestyling because it's so obviously written <laughs> yeah i mean i'm not gonna find fault in it because i'm not as invested but i guess it's kind of like having a movie and then having the guest actors from Whose Line Is It Anyway in there, mm. but then having a story point be inspired by one of their improv lines. Because <laughs> yeah. then you can't really have that happen, if that makes sense. Yeah. Again, it's kind of... Look, it's unfair to compare it, but with the freestyles in 8 Mile, they feel freestyled mm. because the cast of freestylers for those sections. And I think they were, I'm not actually hundred percent sure on that. Mm. I really should check that out. But, but like knowing Eminem, they would have been probably freestyled in the moment for this. It's a little obvious that they aren't, but her delivery is, is fantastic. Oh, yeah. uh, and a great performance in general. And then Jamie Foxx's response. I loved it. I kind of did it <laughs> then, but just that. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That was excellent. It yeah. was. <laughs> that was a really fun moment. But yeah, I think she's great. Um, in terms of comedic timing, uh, she's also oh, pretty excellent in that regard. Definitely, yeah. So yeah. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt, like I, I know he's capable of it. You don't always see him being funny, but there's a scene where he breaks into someone's house while they're being interrogated <laughs> and pretends to be their uh, their boyfriend. 
<laughs> that was an excellent scene. That's another one of my favorite scenes, actually. Yeah. That was so much fun. Honey, have we got anywhere of that hippie shampoo I wanted to get? <laughs> yes. It kind of comes back at the end as well in this uh, callback. And, and yeah. that was also very funny. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. I'd forgotten about that. Wait, why have you got my mum's phone? Long story. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, like in terms of positives, there's a lot to love here with the cast mm-hmm. and the visual styles and some of the action sequences. Mm-hmm. And some of the music. Oh yeah. Sometimes I thought it was a little overkill. I didn't mind the music. I, uh, I'm i I'm quite partial to, a, like, I was a fan of a lot of these songs before they were in this movie anyway. Mm. Like, some of these songs are stuff that I would listen to anyway. Actually, yeah, I kind of like the song choices. I meant the score. Sometimes it felt a little bit intrusive. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if that was the composition, like the music itself, or maybe how it was used, because you can... Definitely turn it up in the mix a bit too much, which is what mm. people said about Doctor Who when Murray Gold did the music. Mm. They said the music's fine, he's a master at what he does, but the sound mixer just pumps it up as much as they can. Yeah, I can see that, yeah. That's true. But, yeah, in terms of the story, I think the character arcs were were all right. Pretty cliched, to be honest, but like not mm-hmm. too bad. The story beats, though. Again, it's kind of like the old guard in that yes. the concept is great, and then you realise, oh wait, this is what the point of the movie is? <laughs> and I feel like I just, I wanted something more, because it is quite generic. Yes, definitely. Should we get into spoilers? Because yeah, why not? there are a few things I'd, I'd like to bring up. It's not as clear-cut as with The Old Guard, so spoilers for The Old Guard, another Netflix movie that came out a few weeks back. Mm. In that, we got superhero-type people who are immortal, except they start to become more and more mortal as it goes along, specifically Charlize Theron's character. Yeah. I recognise why they didn't let her die, because there's a sequel coming, like they want to do a sequel, (laughs) and they want it to be a bit of a a series or a trilogy or something. Mm. That's fine, and I'm going to love those as well, I think. But I think it would have been, I'm trying to find the correct term for it without sounding kind of cliched myself, a bit more gutsy to actually kill her off. Mm. And I feel like they could have killed someone off in this on the good side, so to speak. Yeah. I can't say which one. In that one, I could point to Charlize Theron and say, you could have killed her character. It would have been really cool. And she could have had an epic send off. But in this one, I can't pick who, but I think they might have, mm. they might have benefited from losing someone. Maybe, yeah, but yeah, you're right, like, who would you... Yeah. they all kind of have their own end points in the story. They do, and the thing is, they're not immortal. Their powers give them mm. the extra heightened abilities for five minutes, so... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, mm. maybe they played it safe in that regard, or... Although, it, it would have just been the same story in the sequel. Maybe Dominic Fishback's character should have been kidnapped... <laughs> At the end or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just setting up a repeat of the same story. That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. I told told you last time without spoiling anything, I felt they played it safe. I just had that same feeling I got from the old guard. And I like both movies, by the way. I think they're both really good. But something else could have been done. 
Yeah, it's unfortunately it seems like a lot of these Netflix movies are doing this where they've got good premises, they've got good casts, mm. but they just aren't really using it to its full potential, which is a shame, especially considering the budget of this movie. I mean, it's ridiculously expensive. $85 million yeah. is ridiculously expensive for this sort of movie. And and I think they use the budget well in terms of the visuals, but I don't know, just in the end, while there are individual parts that I really liked, this just fell really flat to me, and it it, it just didn't really stand out among a lot of stuff that we've seen this year. Even compared to, like, the Old Guard and Extraction, I think those perhaps were better because there was, like, something extra in them. I'm Mm. not really sure what it was, but it felt like there was something else in those. Maybe more of a clear vision, whereas parts of this do feel quite studio-y, for want (laughs) of a better term. Yeah. I think, and you tend to do this with your Instagram stories, but you summed it up really well where you said, come for the cast and stay for the cast. (laughs) (laughs) That was the review I put up, yes. It was, yeah. (laughs) I mean, we've also added, there are great set pieces. The Mm. direction is really good. The production quality, I think it shows that they had that much money. It looks slick, and that's partly to do with the editing and the color grading as well. Mm. Yeah. Um, It just looks like a really high-quality professional production. And oh, there's a bit just before that chamber sequence that I talked about where Jamie Foxx is pretending to be a security guard mm-hmm. and he talks to another security guard and then he impales his head on an ice sculpture. <laughs> mm. I just thought that set the tone for the rest of the film for me. Yeah, yeah, true. That's <laughs> You forgot about that, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I completely forgot about that scene. And then she's like going to get a drink and the blood's just going through the <laughs> And then she looks over the other side and screams, and then he pulls his gun out and threatens the the yes. head of the company making the, the drug. Yeah. So that was that was kind of like another one of those moments where I thought, this has been pretty, you know, intense and confident. Mm. Respect. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I, I think it's maybe just my probable distaste for, again, one of the better term, that's not really the word that I want to use, but it's the only one that comes to mind, of the high budget studio movies because I look at this budget and I'm like, but you didn't do everything that you could have done. And then I look at other action movies and I'm like, they could have used that budget and done so much better because they're more creative driven. Yeah. And then I look at Project Power and <laughs> maybe Extraction. I don't know. That was all right. Uh, and stuff like uh, like a Men in Black International. I know that you liked it, but that that was a big one for me last year where I went... <laughs> The budget on this is so high, how did they mess it up? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, well, you see, I don't think they messed it up, but I was writing it 15 minutes before every <laughs> plot beat happens. I was thinking, yeah. that's going to happen, and that's going to happen. Oh, the Brits are the bad guys in this American film. Who would have thought? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, there's nothing wrong with making a movie that appeals to the masses, obviously. Endgame was my favourite film from last year, and that is... Also the best film from last year, I'm going to say yes. it. <laughs> I I agree. I thought it was excellent. And yeah. yeah, that movie is basically trying to appeal to the masses who have watched every Marvel movie, and if you haven't, then don't watch it. Well, um. yeah, I mean, I guess they didn't need to appeal to them because everyone was just on board. Because of exactly, the yeah. tireless many hours work that mm. thousands of people have done on the past yeah twenty something films yeah 
but yeah, I, I guess the point that I'm trying to make mm. is that it's a shame when movies like this are on a platform like Netflix and they feel like they've got to work for everyone. They've got yeah. to be super accessible because that does kind of hurt, I think, the premise of this movie. Like, like this film could have been crazy. They could have gone in so many different directions with this premise, but it did feel like they were like, well, just do a regular action movie with the superhero pill premise. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's basically, yeah. There could have been, like, a line of addiction going on in there or something oh, like that. Oh, that would have been cool, yeah. I don't know. They didn't necessarily do that as much as they could have done, but then again, maybe it doesn't work in... A film, maybe you needed a miniseries, but then do they have mm. enough there for a miniseries? So it is, it's a bit tricky. It is a bit. Certainly something that a lot of films fail on compared to, and I know if anyone listens to me on the, on the podcast, they'll call me a Marvel shill, but Marvel has got it right, especially um, Marcus and McFeely, the two guys who wrote Endgame, because they spend draft after draft on those scripts, meticulously working them out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And also there's, yeah, like multiple people working working on that, whereas with this, I, th- I think it's just one writer. Yeah, one writer. Uh, who's also co-writing The Batman, which is cool. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Ooh. Madison Tomlin, who was co-writing The Batman with, with Matt Reeves. I'm very keen for The Batman. But, like, Matt Reeves probably has, like, a massive... A massive hand in that script as well like oh, it yeah. says co-written but the majority was probably written by Matt Reeves yeah but yeah in terms of the writing I think there's some fun ideas here because it is an original premise as well it's not based off a comic book or anything it's completely original huh. so yeah but yes project power I guess we should rate it yeah we should um I'm gonna do a very annoying thing which I don't normally like doing but I like highlighting certain points film itself is a schmear I'd probably watch it again. It was pretty good. Hmm. The cast gets a one thumb up because they played it so well. Yeah. I, I think I might go schmear, mm-hmm. uh, a lower inflection schmear. Yes. But I think that it's worth watching for the cast. I think that this isn't a movie to ignore. Uh, I think that, you know, it should be watched and it is enjoyable, yeah. especially for the cast. But I just, I kind of wish it was a little deeper. Yeah, I agree. Maybe Netflix hire a bigger or stronger writer's room. No offense to the writer for this. Like, it's mm. a good concept, but find ways of fleshing it out more. Yeah, yeah. In terms of action movies, I think Netflix do have to step it up a little bit. But saying that, mm. Extraction, Old Guard, and now Project Power have all done very, very well. So Yeah, well, it paves the way for them to continue doing it. Because mm. I don't know about you, but I think people got sick of Netflix originals for a while. Yeah, I think so. But now I think they're trying to, I think they're finding their feet again. I think so. Yeah. It still annoys me when people say that Marriage Story is a Netflix original. Though. Oh, it's yes. It's not. It's not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's licensed. Yeah, don't get me started. But yes, that's a completely different topic. Yeah. So Project Power. Mixed feelings from the two of us. Yes. Oh, well. But I, um, as always, think you should check it out for your own opinion, figure out what you think of it, and you can let us know if you wanted to. Yes. You can email us at feedback.nerdout at gmail.com or message us. Just just let us know your thoughts on Project Power, and, and we will check it out next week. Just say, oi, you're being too harsh. It was a bit of fun. Or, Jesus, why did I sit through that? Who knows? <laughs> 
Yes, indeed. Um, but for now, I think we should probably jump back into the future. Yes, definitely. All right, here we go. All right, Marty, let's go. <laughs> and that was that. <laughs> wow, what a great review that was. Absolutely. Oh, and that is the episode. <laughs> it's, it's a long one. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's such a weird way to end it because we recorded it so early. <laughs> we recorded it like three days ago. We did. And now we're ending the episode. We're just slotting it in there. Whatever. Wait, we, we recorded it the day we released the last episode. Oh, we did, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Zach's alive. We went oh, yeah. to Vulcan and we resurrected him. <gasps> hey. Hey. How's it going, guys? I'm back. Yeah. Except now he doesn't remember who we are. Yeah. Now, could could you tell us what death and resurrection is like? <laughs> uh, nah. Look, you really wouldn't what? get it. You'd have to go there and do it yourself. Oh, come it's on. It's like one of those things. You know, man, oh. come on, man. You gotta go to the afterlife, man. Look, we invite you on the show and you don't share us your information and your secrets. Oh. Okay, I can I can let you in on a, a little little secret. Yeah. Ooh. A little secret. Um, it sucks. Uh, we're all going to be trapped for eternity. Oh. You're nice. welcome. That's great. <laughs> that is the episode. Uh, thank you. On that bombshell. Thank you so much. Yay. Thank you so much for listening, as always. Zach, uh, we do a podcast, Oldie Buddy Goodie. This do week, we? The Adventures of Buckaroo Bonsai Across the Eighth <laughs> Dimension. It's out right now with special guest Ben Volchok. I, I remember something about this. Something in my character remembers this. Oldie but a goodie. Yes, it's a podcast we do, isn't it, Mr. Sandro? John Big Bootay. Yes, and there is Mr. Big Bootay. <laughs> I remember Mr. Big Bootay. That is a character in the movie that we review this week, episode out right now. Oh, yes, I remember. <laughs> that episode, it was really good, and I was great. Why do you sound like Shatner? Um, Look, it sounds like you guys have taken too much LDS. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's uh, because I'm trying to remember things. Because I've died recently, remember? Therefore, I turn into Shatner. Mm. I will the hell take LDS. It's um, <laughs> a reference. Yep. Yeah. Spock says that. He says the hell, but he says it badly. It's a funny joke in that movie uh, that we saw. I love it. That was great. <laughs> he says it every second sentence. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> the so hell I won't, Admiral. And then... And then um, uh, Kirk's like, hey, Spark, just tone down the colourful language. <laughs> tone down the hell I will, Admiral. Uh, excellent. Uh, also, Nerd Out main show is back this Woo-hoo! week on Saturday. We record so damn close to when we release that I actually don't know how long <laughs> it takes to edit. And also sometimes the files don't send, so the episode gets delayed by a day, uh, which is fine. The internet's a great place to be on. But this week we're talking about Nolan movies. We're going through all of them. I've rewatched one of them for this episode, and I think Jen did as well, and I think Rob watched Dunkirk. So it'll be fun. That'll be out Friday or Saturday or Sunday. Who knows? One of those days. So check that out if you want. Mm -hmm. We are going to be reviewing Bill and Ted 3 the week after, though, which I'm very excited for. Very cool to check that out. Uh, I think that's it. Is that it? That's it. Oh, no. Um, We usually do the segment we talked about things we watch. What do we want to watch next week? (laughs) Uh, I haven't got anything. Yeah. <laughs> this is a big episode already. <laughs> is the boys out? The boys? Have fun with that. <laughs> I, I will. It's a good yeah. show. All right. 
until next week thank you so much for listening and make sure that while you are consuming you continue to nerd out live long and prosper spark <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.